Welcome to Sports Unfolded, episode 22. Ron, how are you? Yeah. I'm doing so, well. How are you? So good, man. There's so much to cover tonight. So uh, we'll get right into it. Uh, our leadoff story, the Milwaukee Bucks took care of business at home, evening the series at 2-2. Series is going back to Phoenix on Saturday night. Which team is more likely to win this series? This, this is tough, I'll tell you, because it like it's a home court thing. Like, that's what it looks like. I mean, it's been totally different at home. I mean, 2-2, two, two, we're going back to Phoenix. So, I mean, you would think Phoenix is going to win this. Looks like it's going to go seven games. So the, the funny thing is, as I started to deep dive the numbers, you're correct. The, the home teams won all four games. The Actually dominated this series though. The Bucks, if you look at the numbers, the sheer numbers, points in the paint, yeah. Phoenix 38 points a game average, Milwaukee 49.5 points. Second chance points, Phoenix 8.75, Milwaukee 16.25. Fast break points, Phoenix 8.25, Milwaukee 6.25, uh, 16.25. So they're almost doubling them on every category. Milwaukee's won this game in the paint with with Giannis and his size, and they can't compete. It's concerning. I don't think Phoenix can win this series. Yeah, like when you start breaking down where Milwaukee is getting those points and how the reserves have been playing. You know, I mean, like I said, like, well, first, Giannis is like dominate every game, it seems. Like they can't. He's averaging 32 and 14 right now. 32 and 14 in the series. And that's 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 your superstar right there. That's what he is supposed to do. Now, when when Middleton stuff and does what he's supposed to do, not be gonna be able to stop Milwaukee. Like Phoenix just can't stop them. And yeah, I mean you look at this, they have to Basically, Giannis so much, and they got to stop worrying about Middleton. To be honest, they got to key in on him and make him makes like like Milwaukee is doing to Chris Paul, you know. But yep. you got to do this to Middleton and stop him. Yeah. So Chris Paul's averaging four turnovers a game. Booker shooting thirty percent from three point range. That's not going to win it. Eight and fourteen points a game. Bridges thirteen points a game. They need those guys close to twenty. Middleton right now, 24 and a half points a game, shooting 36% from three. Holiday's chipping in with 15 points. The big three for Milwaukee is doing what they need to do. The big three for Phoenix is not. Chris Paul is making a lot of unforced errors. Well, maybe not unforced errors. You know, he's making mistakes back there that he wasn't doing throughout. So I, I I don't think if Milwaukee win game five Saturday night, they win the series. Um, yeah, yes. I mean, if, if you can tell me or convince me otherwise, if you can convince me otherwise, you tell me I don't see it. No, they need I, to win I, game Milwaukee, five, but I think Phoenix has to dominate. Game five. They they the series in game six. Yeah. If Phoenix 
was game five close, then it's going to go to seven, and I think Probably Milwaukee seven. will will take it. Okay. So Phoenix, you're right. Phoenix has to completely dominate. We got a bunch of fans out there. Cod God. Yeah. Uh, God, thank you for joining. Karen is there joining. Karen, in. thank you. So appreciate thank you, you for showing up and coming. Uh, let's talk some more basketball, but the Olympics no, with the men's basketball team. Awesome. Um, with the men's basketball team oh, losing the ex uh, two exhibition games. How, how, <laughs> yeah, how concerned, how concerned should we be? No good. Yeah. How concerned should we be with them heading into the playoffs? The men's basketball Pretty team. Pretty concerned, I feel. Like, I, they made some changes. They got um, Johnson and McGee, Ken, B, and Cove, uh, who shouldn't have the first place, are out. Um, Trey yep. Young is actually wondering why he's not, not there. Yeah, so my concern would be this is it's becoming a recruiting party. Basically, what's happening is the players are there to basically try to recruit other players to go to their team. There's no sense of pride with the U.S. anymore that they're playing for the country and want to win for the country. This has turned into more of a spectacle than it is anything else. And I'm, I'm kind of disappointed that the players aren't taking it more seriously. Like, you lost two games to Nigeria and Australia. You got out-rebounded and out-assisted in both of those losses. How does that happen with a team that talented? And and to put more concern on this, we still have one guy that has been injured a lot in the past season. And he's your star. Uh, if, if he goes down, which is a good possibility, this could be a total disaster. Could be a total disaster. So Tatum, Tatum's already hurt. Uh, he's got a he's got a knee issue. If you look at the way the NBA is played today, there's not a lot less ball movement. It's more one-on-one. -on -one. These countries have learned how to play basketball at a better rate than the United States. We have regressed in basketball when it comes to this to the skills of of Chris Pasking moving without the ball. You know, everything now is a one-on-one -on -one game, and these countries are starting to play better than us. So I, I am concerned. Well, it was inevitable that the world starts to catch up. I mean, it's not there by no means because, you know, the all individual countries that we're getting for a pool of teams. So, I mean, you think most countries don't even have a superstar. But if they get players that are very capable, you have that team with one of two good quality NBA players they can surprise the United States. And, and you, I mean, it could be, like I said, it could be a disaster. About it. I mean, we, we've always talked about, right, teamwork and teams make the difference. And these teams are playing as teams. The United States are looking, again, your stats in the, in the Olympics don't matter. I don't care how many points you score, how many rebounds assists. If you play as a team and you win as a team, you win as a country. 
And I think they need to start to understand that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's you gotta. It's not all about superstars. And the NHL was the perfect example that with Montreal making it to the Stanley Cup. You know, yeah. it, if you play what you're supposed to do in your role, you got a good shot at winning it. And any of these teams can come and sneak up and bite them in the ass. I want to thank some of the fans that are joining in. OG Extract, uh, Memph23452. Dan, as usual, one of our loyal uh, viewers. Appreciate you guys coming on and joining us on Sports Unfolded. We got, uh, we're going to talk some UFC because Sports Unfolded, we cover everything. So with his recent loss to Dustin Poirier, is it time for Conor McGregor to retire from the sport? Oh, I loved every minute. I, I'm sorry. Like, it, I don't know if I would have loved it for it. <laughs> yeah. But I get it for nothing. But, but, I'm sorry. McGregor is a pompous ass. And, and he got everything he deserved. And he's still so he's and whining and bitching on his ass. He's 22, 22 and six in his career, but he's three and four in his last seven fights. So you can already yeah. start to see that decline in his career. And it reminded me a lot of Ronda Rousey. So if you look at Ronda Rousey, when she first got into the sport, dominated, dominated. And then she lost those last two. She got out. Yeah, nobody could beat yeah, her. She got out right in time. I think McGregor's lost something. I don't think yeah. uh, he's got that fight in him anymore. It's more about look. He's made enough money to to walk away and, and be okay. You know, the without a doubt. Is, the problem, Eric. The problem, Eric. He has too much proper number twelve. Him. Nah, I don't know about that. <laughs> All that Irish whiskey has of, gotten to him. It's made him soft. But think think about this too. When Mike Tyson realized he couldn't beat somebody. Right. Let's look at the Evander Holyfield fight. He he bites the ear. Right. He does things that was uncharacteristic. You're starting to see that with McGregor. You're starting to see more of the excuses. Um, how he, he you know he's attacking uh, you know Paria's wife afterwards and 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 just the antics of it, but not the actual fighter. He's not talking about fighting anymore. He's not talking about heart and, and wanting to beat somebody. He's trying to make it a spectacle because it's just a show now. It's more about making money because it's a payday for him when he's in the octagon. I mean, Fortnite he, King, thanks like, for joining. He, and he has a style. Yeah, he has a he has a lifestyle that he has to uphold now too. So. You know, so he's marketable, and 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 it comes a point in his life once you've hit that marketing. I'm sorry, you don't have that 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 killer instinct anymore. Now it's just all about making that money on advertising for everybody. And I'm sorry, I think that got the best of McGregor. I, he doesn't he doesn't have, have that killer instinct and all these guys that watching at him because they're not making look let, let's let, so, let's look at i think he's done let's look at a boxer too floyd may 
What about Floyd Mayweather? If you look at Floyd Mayweather, how many fights has he really ducked? He's not fighting anybody anymore that's of any relevance. He's taking on all these charity fights and everything else because he knows that he doesn't have it anymore. McGregor might need to just do the same thing and decide to say, I'm done with it. Logan Paul, fight him. There's your shot. You got a good shot of beating him. Right. Right. Exactly. And it, it's just, it's time. It's time. You know, like every fighter has to go through this. You know, there comes a point where you just can't compete like you used to. And you made the perfect exam with Ronda Rousey. Like, she lost those two fights, and she knew. Like, she she doesn't have enough to that going. And it just, like, and in UFC, it's going to be quicker than it is in boxing because it's such yeah. a brutal sport. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll have to see. I mean, he's talking about coming back, and he wants a fourth match with, with Poirier. I... I I mean, other than it's obviously going to draw money again, but that's the only reason it would even make sense. Um, but it's not to see him win because I don't think he can. It's, I think it's just over for, that, for him. It's over. Speaking of over, NHL, Bruins defenseman Kevin Miller announced his retirement. Was it time? Um, yes. Like the fact that you delayed that. Bothers. I love Kevin Miller's game. Well, yes, because there's a lot of consequences being Kevin Miller. And it all starts with his toughness. Now we ruined, we're getting hit, you know, outmatched physically. Everybody in the playoffs that played, the Islanders and Washington, they were getting they were getting pummeled and mostly because they have enough size on that blue line. Kevin Miller brought that, but he couldn't play because of injuries in most of it. So when you lose so a guy like that in his seven year career. Yeah, in his seven year career, he hasn't had a single full season. And he played four no. games in the playoffs this and season. That's so. Too bad because. Yeah, I, it's 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 sad because and and now the Bruins and I Brandon Carlo, they signed him to an extension. <clears throat> I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't have done it because he's another. He's always hurt. And always hurt in the playoffs. You can't continuously lose a guy like that in the playoffs because you're not going to win. They need Carlo to play. And sorry, he's got issues. He another should have retired. Should have retired. What should the Bruins do next? What's the move? What's what's the next move for the, for the Boston Bruins? Well, I wanted them to go out and sign a defenseman like we had talked about uh, during the, you know, the end of the Bruins run. Um, but that's not going to happen now because they re-signed Carlo. And if they re-sign Rask, 
then you can forget the player coming in to the fold. Then it would just be, you know, they'll go sign Krejci, they'll go sign um, Hall, and it'll be the same, same team coming back, which is because, you know, as they get rid of players like Corrali and Wagner and stuff like that, that that's, that's all fine because they have guys that can come in and replace them. But I want somebody new coming into the fold. I wanted that defense, a bigger defenseman, also move the puck, and that's not going to happen now. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Just so happen. I'm a little, I'm a little disappointed in you as a Bruins fan that you'd be okay with them bringing back the same team who underperformed so and should have been in the Stanley Cup. One hundred percent, you know, liking that. But they signed Carlo, and there's nothing I can do about that. That that's the one piece that I would have changed. Not saying that I didn't like Carlo because I love him as a player, but he's not healthy enough, and he's not going to play a full season ever. All right, we'll have to see what the uh, Bruins do uh, going down. Uh, you know, later on in in time, and see if they can make some changes. But uh, we're going to move on to our new segment. Triple play. So, with the recent All Star game, which of these young players would you start, bench, and cut? Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Fernando Tatis Jr., and Shohan Otani. So, uh, you went first last week, so I'm up first this week, Ron. Yep. Go for it. So, my start different. is Tatis Jr. I think the kid's exciting. I think. Uh, He's got uh, so much excitement in him. Already. <laughs> I would bench Otani because I just like the aspect of having the, the pitcher slash hitter. And as great as he played in the All-Star game, Vlad unfortunately ends up on the cutting block, Vlad, Vlad Jr. So that's how I would do it. Tatis Jr., Otani, and Vlad Jr., my triple play. Yeah. Um, like with these three... You can coin because no matter getting an incredible player, um, my starter, Otani. I'm sorry, I this this he's just dynamic. A once in a century player, you know, last time we saw somebody. Like this was Babe Ruth. I'm sorry. Like this kid is is the the real. I don't know how much of a kid is, but kid to me, <laughs> he is definitely a starter without it because he brings too much to the table. Um, bench, I put Vladdy, and look, I spent a lot of years watching his father play, and he was his father was the Best, worst ball hitter, <laughs> the worst pitch hitter that I've ever seen. He, he like he'll go reach out there five feet if he could, <laughs> and and hit a home run with it. Vlad Junior is actually a better hitter, so I would definitely take Vladimir uh, and, and Tatis. Of like really, like I gotta cut him. I, I, don't I don't want to. Like said, it's tough. It's <laughs> I don't crazy. want to. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's the whole point crazy. of this, though. It makes it very difficult. Yeah, so if anybody else knows these three players, uh, post them up. We'll put it up on the screen. Uh, you yeah, know, so Dan, that, Dan I, mean, has I like he to hear cut, other people. He yeah, Dan would cut Shohan. Of Star course he would. He takes the and, you know, it takes you know the best and, players all the time. I don't but I don't understand too. We're not trading players, we're benching players. So Guerrero's on your bench, I would assume, Dan. Not not trading them. Yeah, there's no trade. <laughs> you have to like just cut him. Just cut so he can uh, go sit with Trey Young for you. There you go. <laughs> so once again, if you're joining us, we are live. We're on Rhode Island Broadcasting. We're on every Friday night at 6 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. On social media, on Facebook and Twitter, at Sports Unfolded. At Broadcasting on RI on Twitter. Sports underscore Unfolded on Instagram. And podcasts on Ankle, Spotify, and Google. So tons of ways to talk to us. Tons of ways to watch. We have a lot of Twitter followers and Twitter uh, fans out there tonight. We appreciate you. a lot you. of Twitch guys out there. Twitch, got, Twitter. Uh, they will fear me from Twitch. You know, there's a lot of you guys, and I'm glad you came out and supported. Uh, they're a great group of people in the chat room. So, you know, get in there. So if you're on Twitch, get in, get in with these guys and follow follow them, follow us, follow everybody, support each other. We go a long way. Definitely, definitely. Uh, let's move on to some Major League Baseball. So after that triple play, we're going to move on to some Major League Baseball. Um, what was your impressions of the NBA, uh, MLB's All-Star game? Uh, I'm never impressed with the Baseball All-Star game. So, therefore, I did <laughs> so not American watch the game. So American League won 5-2. Yup. Yup. The uh, home run derby, though. That was pretty awesome. That was that was exciting. Um, what about Vlad Guerrero Jr. winning the MVP and Otani the winning pitcher? Well, uh, first of all, if you pitch inning, one inning, I get it, it. Yeah, is it by rule you have to as a starter you have to make it out of the fifth inning in order to get well again? The decision? Major League Baseball makes up rules. Remember that it's a no no hitter didn't count because it was seven innings. So we we could right. do this all day. Yeah, oh, I know. But you, and you picked one inning it counted in the All-Star game. I don't know. I was yeah, really expecting the highest score. I don't know if it was me, but you think you're in Colorado. I was expecting like a 10 8 Yeah, you're in. <laughs> and 5-2. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't make any sense to me. It made no sense whatsoever. So here we go with the bad joke of the day is there were more COVID cases that came out of the All-Star game than points than uh, run scored. Unfortunately, that might really be true. Yeah. And so six Yankees are tested positive. I'm downfall for this. Yeah. yeah. So Judge tested positive judge. Uh, right after the All-Star game. So we could see a lot more yep. coming out of this. Yeah. And and the fact that Judge was with Hank Aaron's wife, you know, talking wow. to her throughout, you know, the festivities, that's a little concerning. Um, and they did a they do have I do have to say they did a nice tribute to Hank Hardaway. So, like all the players in the home run derby did, in fact, wear his number. That was pretty awesome. But getting back to the Yankees, yeah. and now they got to play the Red Sox this, you know, for a four game yeah, series. Tonight. 
the first game was already like postponed, so I don't know what to do about that. That one's going to be in August now, they're saying. August. And the sad part is the Yankees are supposed to had 85% of the players, you know, got vaccinated. vaccinated. Yep. And so we don't know which players, you know, ended up having it. So I'm, you know, hey, just because you get vaccinated, you're not going to get it. But it just makes you less likely to get very sick. Now, yep. the Red Sox players that went to the All-Star game, um, from what I understand, none of those players were vaccinated yet. <laughs> so, well, so, right? I don't know so, so this could be a disaster for baseball. I don't as if they need another one, you know. Yeah. So I mean, it's the we're waiting for the bombshell, really. So I, I just wanted to go back to the home run derby real quick. And if you look at Pete Alonso, he's a two-time champ now. Do you think he could be uh, catch up to Ken Griffey Jr.? So Ken Griffey won three of them. Um, well, I hope not. Like, you know, like, no, I'm not taking anything from Alonso. Uh, I don't want him to be the one to break Ken Griffey. You know, like Ken Griffey, like that was a ball player. That that was a great ball player. Like, that was a ball player. And I don't want Alonzo to break that record, to be honest. So um, a couple good stories out of that, also, uh, the home run derby as well. Otani and Soto battle where they had to go to the extra inning or extra hits, or however you want to call it. That was kind of exciting. But what about Trey Mancini and what he battled through and uh, oh. to be able to compete in that? That was, that was inspiring. Glad to see he was able to get back out there and do that. Absolutely. Um, from what Dan is saying that tonight's game is also postponed. Wow, that's that's breaking so news because they, they, they were supposed to play tonight. Yeah, they were supposed to play tonight. So my guess is that more players are testing positive. positive, and probably on the Red Sox as well. This yeah. could be this could be um, altering because you know. So when you get COVID, it takes a lot out of you for a long period of time. And you know, this could, could change a season. We're in a different world now. We are. Ronald Ocon Acuna Jr. <laughs> suffered a knee injury that will keep him out for the rest of the season. Can the Braves still compete in the NL East? Dan, I'm not, <laughs> not even going to. That was their guy. That was their guy. I mean, you know, you can't, like, you can't replace a player like that. I, I can so make a trade. Now, Atlanta, Atlanta does did. have some young talent. Yep. They did make a trade. They got Jock Peterson from the Cubs. Oh, okay, But if you look at his go. numbers... 11 home runs, 39 RBIs. He's batting 230 so far this season. Acuna has had 24 home runs, 72 runs uh, scored, 52 RBIs, batting 283. So there's a bit of a drop off. Uh, um, apples and oranges is what we call this. Something like you similar can't to compare, that. You can't compare, compare the two, but 
what Peterson does do, it brings somebody in that is a capable player and can put up some numbers. So <laughs> like I, the batting what, average is going to be there. He's capable, but look at this. Okunye was first in batting average on the team, first in home runs, and second in RBIs. You're yep. basically taking their top player out. They are currently behind <laughs> the Mets and Phillies. So the Mets are in first, Phillies in, in um, second, and the Nats are in fourth, only two games behind the Braves. So just in their division alone, I mean, there's, there's a lot there to try to, you know, jump over and compete with. Right. There's four solid teams there, and, you know, you figure two of them will probably make the playoffs. So Atlanta is not going to make the playoffs. Yeah, I, I, I seem to agree. Jan, Dan seems to think they're a juggernaut. I'm, I'm going to say they're a juggernaut with Acuna. Without them, they, they are just an average team. Yeah. Let's yeah. move on to some NFL. So which quarterback of these second-year quarterbacks do you feel is going to have a better season this year, Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert? Okay. So I am going to be Herbert. And I'm look. I might actually think that Burrow is better. Okay. But Burrow doesn't have a line, and he's going to get killed back there. And we talked about this at the draft. I don't think yep. he, he might not play the whole season. So I love so it. He's not going it. to have as good a number. Her, Herbert. Okay, I'm going Burrow, and I'm going to tell you why. As 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 well as Herbert played, as well as Herbert played, you got to remember something. They changed their coaching staff. He's going to have a new offensive coordinator this season. Joe Lombardi is actually coaching the offense this year. He was with New Orleans for the last five years. So now you're implementing a new offensive system. That's going to hurt him. Joe Burrow, on the other hand, is getting Jamar Chase, who was his top wide receiver in college. They're going to be on the same play, right? The same. So we're not talking about record. I'm not talking about record because San Diego should be a better team. Los Angeles, I am so sorry. Los Angeles should be a better team. But to me, Joe Burrow is going to have a better season because he's going to have a player with him and he's in the same system for the, for the last two years. That helps him. That helps him. So if he gets hurt by week five, is that a better season? <laughs> so if you really broke – hold on, though. If you broke down the numbers, Burrow played in 10 games. He threw for 20, almost 2,700 yards. Right. And if you look at – hold on. And if you look at 15, 15 games for Herbert, he threw for 43. If you do the average, Joe Burrow would have had the same amount of yardage as Herbert right. if he stayed healthy. Right. But that's what I was saying. I actually think Burrow is actually a better quarterback. But what I'm saying is he's probably not going to be able to finish a season. All right, but you got to take that out of the, the equation. I'm just saying, which one would oh, have a better so season? You don't take it out of these. You don't take you it can't, you, you're out assuming. of the equation. You're assuming. Because it's going to happen. All right. All right. It's going to happen. That offensive uh, okay. line can block anybody. You gotta, you gotta figure somebody's gonna get hurt. So we did a Facebook poll. Fifty nine percent of the fans, fifty nine percent of the fans uh, said that Herbert, Herbert was is going to be a better quarterback and uh, next season. 
Philly. <laughs> it doesn't mean they're right. going to make it to the end of the season. <laughs> okay. So, um, also in NFL news, star cornerback Richard Sherman was arrested on Wednesday after attempting to break into his in-laws' home. Sherman was drinking prior to and had um, threatened suicide. The judge has released them without bail. How do you feel this affects, A, his status with the league, his status with the team, and do you think the court systems did him right? Um. Well, <laughs> I think he's going to have a hard time finding a place to play this year. And it's going to be very late when he, when and if he gets to play this year. I, I think the league is going to come to him, and I think he's going to have to at least miss half the season. I, I mean, this is just ugly. It's ugly. This is a guy that that is supposedly one of the top players on the defensive side of the ball in the league, and and you basically just threw it away. You just threw yeah. it away. Dan Dan continues to break some news for us. He's saying he was released today. Yeah, but you just said that. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't. Yeah, you said he was I, released without bail. I'm, yeah, but I'm saying I'm, he oh, he's without, talking. About, I thought by the team. He's talking about bail. Okay, jail. Okay. Yeah, no, he's I a free agent. No, he's oh, a free oh, agent. Even worse. Oh wow. Okay. You know what? Right. So he's a free he's agent. He might not play. He's all done. <laughs> he's, all, yeah. he's all done. And there's been several arrests this uh, offseason with some players. So I'm I'm really – I think Mingo uh, with the Atlanta Falcons, the linebacker, and he and he got yeah. released by the team. Like there's just been some some strange stuff going on this offseason with some of these players. No, it's it's getting this, ridiculous to be honest with you. This, this was, this was a, a definitely an odd story. Ron, what time is it, baby? Uh, pick and roll. Pick and roll, That's my friend. It is. So we are going to rank the four Boston sports teams and their importance to the city. So we're ranking the Boston Red Sox, the Boston Celtics, <laughs> the Boston Bruins, and the New England Patriots. So you went first last week, so I'm up first this week. So at number four. Oh, yeah. At number four, I have the Boston Celtics. They've won 31 division titles, nine conference championships, uh, nine conference uh, titles, and 17 championships. But their relevance in Boston sports was in the 80s. The 90s, they were, they were one of the worst teams in the league. And even that one blip with Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, that's what they've really had. They've always been underachievers. And I don't think Boston really cares if they want to lose even currently. Like, if they win, great. If they don't, they're not upset. Fans don't care. At number three, this one's for you, my friend, the Boston Bruins. 29 division titles, five conference, six Stanley Cups. But again, to me, history more than current because the fans of the Bruins are accepting that they, they should have won. I, to me, feel like they should have won another Stanley Cup by now. But they're okay with them not winning it. They make excuses. That wouldn't happen on other teams. At number two, the New England Patriots. 23 division titles, 11 conference championships, six Super Bowl titles. The Brady-Belichick era is still around with Belichick being around. We still have bragging rights that we're one of the best teams for the last 20-plus years. 
The fans still care about what happens with this team. We've talked about them consistently throughout these last few months, even with them not being involved in any sport because they're, they're, it's the offseason because we care about what happens with the New England Patriots. But the number one team in Boston currently are the Boston Red Sox. 14 pennants, nine World Series titles. But this is a baseball town. It drives me nuts that no matter what's going on at what point in time, the Boston Red Sox are all people care about in Boston, first and foremost. The other three teams, it doesn't matter. But it all matters what the Sox do. They care about the Sox. The Sox are the team. That is the team that symbolizes Boston sports most to the fans in Boston. That is my pick and roll. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good one. That's a pretty good one. And what you said, you know, legitimizes that list. But I'm going to give you a different one. <laughs> I I'm, I would expect no different. And I'm going to surprise you at number four. I have the New England Patriots. Why? Because they're not really in Boston. They're not in Boston. So Are, are you, you serious right now? You can't even say that they're, they're, they're more important to Boston. They're more important in Foxborough. Okay. Okay. They're more important there. All right. You know, if if Kraft if Kraft could, he would change Foxborough to the state capital. <laughs> he would do that if, if he could. So how many so money night games have you watched? Because they really right? they're not they're I'm not a Boston you. team. How many, how many Monday night games have you watched? They always pan to the city of Boston. But go ahead. I know. And it and it bothers me. <laughs> and it bothers me. Because they're not in Boston. Uh a number of the Celtics and the green team fans. Um like if there's a if there's a fair weather fan in Boston, it's a Celtic fan. The Celtics fan think that that everything they the Celtics do is right and you know, it's all roses and, and, and you know, they're delusional fans. So, <laughs> and, and they just, just, it's like they go on. It's like, even if they come in dead last, they feel like they won the championship. And it's it's so ridiculous. Um, number, number two, I have the Bruins. And I think you're wrong about accepting losses. These fans do not accept losses. They are hardcore Bruin fans, but they demand excellence. And it's killing all the Bruin fans right now that they did not win this cup. And it should have been a Bruin Montreal Stanley Cup. And fans are pissed. They are pissed off. And if there wasn't if if there wasn't any passion like that, then you know. Bruins wouldn't matter, but this team matters to Boston. It matters a lot. But all three of them, like you said, don't match up to the Red Sox because, look, I mean, Boston Red Sox have been around a long time, and these fans, once that curse started really grabbing hold, it didn't matter if they came in last place. The, the fans were there. And once that curse came, that just that's made everything, you know, doubled over, you know, all the fans and yeah. what their passion is about this team. And, you know, doesn't matter what who was, steps into that. What uniform. was the name of the Jimmy Fallon movie? 
What was the name uh, of that Jimmy uh, Fallon movie? Uh, Fever, uh, Fever Pitch. Fever Pitch, right? No. Was it Fever Pitch? It wasn't Fever Pitch. Fever Pitch. Was it Fever Pitch? Yes. And you yes. think about how he portrayed that Boston Red Sox fan. And right. you remember they would they would all sit around at that right before the season and what game how many games they would win and this is why they're going to win this series and yep. it wouldn't happen but they've done it every year. That to me epitomized what Boston feels about the Red Sox. Like it was every year and even today, no matter what happens, they want the Sox to win. If if no other team wins in Boston or New England as you want to call it, they want the Red Sox to win. Yeah. Yeah, I love that love comment by comment. Dan. Thank you, Dan. Okay. That was phenomenal, Dan. Great job. Great job. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, if you're joining us, we are live. We're on Rhode Island Broadcasting. We're on every Friday night at 6 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Follow us on social media, at Sports Unfolded on Facebook and Twitter, at Broadcasting RI on Twitter, Sports Instagram, and on our podcast, Anchor, Spotify, and Google. So a lot of different ways. We've got a lot of fans out there tonight. Appreciate all the following, um, all the comments. You guys have been awesome tonight. Thank you so much. Yeah, Dixie Gaiman is there also. So we got, we got a bunch of players, a bunch of uh, Twitchers online today. No, we love so, it. Uh, you guys are excellent. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's been awesome. Ron, we're on. Go ahead. No, God. No, we're on to our face-off. So oh. our face-off, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw the question out there. I'm going to see if any of these fans want to give us who's for or who's against this. So should the leagues eliminate the All-Star game, Pro Bowl, etc.? And one of us has to agree that they should, and one of us should ha has to agree that it, they shouldn't eliminate them. So if we could get anybody out there that's watching currently, which one should be – who should be for them eliminating the All-Star Pro Bowl games and who should be against them eliminating them? See if we get any other fans out there. Eric against. So I am against them eliminating the All-Star games. Damn. Why do I always get the ones where I have to argue a point, you know? That, that so you're for them. No, you're for them eliminating it. You want them for them eliminating it. Yeah. And I'm against it. Okay. All right. Let's do this. Taurus 24. Thanks for joining. All right. Taurus. So whenever you're ready. Thank you. Oh, I'm first. No, I'm first, but you met quick fire. So I'll start it off. Uh, basically, oh, okay. All right. basically I look at it this way. Why would they eliminate a game that brings all the stars together? That gives us entertainment factors. That's what sports is about. It's about entertainment. So it's not about numbers. It's about enjoying the top players and watching these top players play with each other. I like some of the some of the ways they they've now stopped. Instead of going east versus west, it's like a, a a draft system and having fun with it. And players can play from west and east and, and do some different things. So it's fun. It's fun. But to it's see. all it's all it's all fluff. They're changing it up because they're trying to mask how bad this game really is in every league like you watch these games in all the leagues it's not even their true game football god forbid if anybody played defense in football like you can't you can't do anything it's not the real game you just have the quarterback throwing to a receiver the whole time you know it's it's pointless it's football get rid of it get rid of it get rid of it 
baseball. I, it's I, like I, nobody I, even cares baseball. about the game in baseball. Vlad Guerrero, that was nobody a great cares. story. You said it. His father played. Oh, we got cares, to see him though. play. You're seeing all these young kids who whose dads played in these games. Like, how great is that to see? And they get to play together. Is it great? Is it great? Like, it's, it's not. The NHL, the you, you can't was, check uh, anybody. Who didn't like the home run you know, derby? Yes, and the that's skill fun. Challenge. This is what, this is what I'm saying. And, and, and all, hockey. Instead of all-star games where you risk the players getting hurt and being out for a season, you know, for, for nothing. Mr. No, Pessimist you on do everything. skills. No, you do the skills challenges. You do meet and greet so fans can go and actually meet these players. Put them in an environment where it's it's more meaningful for the fans instead of playing these stupid, pointless games that don't I matter. And you. it doesn't even display. Who wants to see a basketball game 189 to 188? Nobody. Why not? Oh, that's phenomenal. Oh, my God. It's so terrible. It's oh, from half court making it. Like, who doesn't want to see that? It's, as a it's kid, not, when you were playing pointless. in the playground, as a kid, you're playing in the playground. You're throwing up half court shots to see if you can make it. These guys are doing it just for a show to and give the fans something exciting to see uh, and making them. It, it is, it is making pointless. Them. It's not the actual game, and it's it's not supposed to be. It's, it's, it's the all star game. Nobody even likes it's to a watch video it. Game. Nobody, it's a video game. We play we play Madden football. We play it's NBA not even, it's not even that because great. we want to score a hundred points with one player. This is what these guys are trying to do. It makes it fun. We got gamers out there. They no, understand it. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, sure. They're like there's there's no point in the game. And even baseball trying to mask it. Oh, it's worth home field advantage. Uh, you know, it's crap. It's crap. And, and in baseball now, you don't I even have, have the. The luxury, you don't have the luxury of the leagues not even playing each other anymore. Now there's all this interleague play, so you see these players anyway. It doesn't matter. It should be gone. Get rid of it. Just do meet and greets and skills competitions. <coughs> That's all you need. All well, you clearly, need. I won that one, as usual. Fans no, out there, yes. let you us know who win. won. Appreciate it. As usual, clearly won that argument. No. Watch all so the we're going to. They're all going to step up. We're going to our prediction time. And uh, I beat you last week, two to one. You got the American League. You picked the Amer uh, the American League. Uh, but uh, your Conor McGregor pick didn't come through for you. Well, I, the guy I wanted to win did. <laughs> Less kangaroos. I don't. What all star game is he? What I don't know. What Dan watches it. Dan's watching rugby, Australian rugby or something. The All Star hey, game. Rugby is good. He's watching the Australian All Star rugby game now. See, they Again, bring out kangaroos. You, you didn't see that. See, kangaroos in the All Star game. Ron, you don't get that in regular rugby. Thank well, you. Well, if you had kangaroos in, <laughs> in All Star <laughs> games, then that would be more entertaining. All right, let's go with uh, game five on July seventeenth. Bucks at Suns. That's this Saturday night. Suns. Got? I get the Suns. You're going, going Suns. My home team. You're going Bucks, and then the series in six. Major League Baseball, July 16th. So starting tonight, Astros at the White Sox. It's a three-game series. 
How many guys did they have at the All-Star game? <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to pick Chicago White Sox. Going to win that series wow. two games to one. I'm going to go with the White Sox as well. Wow. San Fran, <laughs> this is an interesting series starting tomorrow. Four games set. San Fran at yeah, LA to the Dodgers. This could just this could swap the NL West right now. So I think they're like two games between each other. San Fran's ahead, right? San Fran is ahead currently. Okay, so I'm gonna go two two. It's gonna be split. Are you kidding? I was thinking the same thing. You, oh man. So we're even. We got one game. We're going Buck Suns is going to cover this prediction. So, so that is tomorrow night. That is tomorrow night. So, so all we've got. So I'll gain another game on you. That's what you're saying. If you think so, I don't. I don't know, man. I think I. I'm, you haven't convinced me that uh, the Suns got enough to gas to. They've they've struggled the last two games. Look, I haven't convinced myself of that. Yeah, because it's I like a, it that close like anybody can win although there might be kangaroos involved now i don't know what's going on dan we 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 went a different route altogether <laughs> yeah 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 so we've got we've got some good stuff coming up next week uh obviously we should have an nba champ unless something crazy happens and it gets delayed we're going to have some baseball trade talk as the baseball deadline will be on july 30th so there'll be some baseball trades um, we'll discuss who we think might might be moving on and uh, what teams should make trades or t- should be tra- uh, selling. Yankees, because they might have to be at this point. They're not gonna have anybody playing tonight. Oh well, the yeah. game got postponed. Our face-off next week. Are you ready for this one? Oh my gosh! Who is a bigger star in Boston, David Ortiz or Tom Brady? Ooh. One of us has oh, to argue for the wow. other. It's going to be a Holy tough one. Holy mackerel. <laughs> oh, I might be calling out sick that week. <laughs> <laughs> pick and roll. Our pick and roll next week. We're going to rank the new NBA coach hires. So we're going to rank okay. how do we think the new coach hires and who's going to be the best coach with that with, for their team? And we'll have a special interview with Paul Rogers, the GM of the Providence Pirates. He'll join us again on Sports Unfolded, uh, just to cover some uh, some things that they're doing with the uh, Providence Pirates. Uh, Ron, I know you have a little more details on that. Yeah, I, you know, it's like we have the combine coming up for them, and a special uh, basketball tournament coming up, and he's going to give us all the details on that, where it is. And- you know, what's going to happen and what the process of the conference. And I think that'll be really interesting, uh, especially for those uh, the tournament for local Rhode Island, you know, players. So I think that's going to be Yeah, that'll be kind of fun. And, uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, interviewing. We, we've guy. had Paul on the show before. Yep. Yeah. So oh, I can't cannot wait to talk to them with spring season. I'm excited. Yay. So once again, if you're joining us, we're live on Rhode Island Broadcasting. We're on every Friday night at 6 p.m. on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. Follow us on social media at Sports Unfolded on Facebook and Twitter. 
at Broadcasting RI on Twitter, Sports underscore Unfolded on our Instagram, and on our podcast, we got Anchor, Spotify, and Google. So a lot of different ways to follow us, a lot of different ways to listen. We appreciate all the fans out there tonight. We got Dan on YouTube. We got uh, Twitch for Taurus, Memphis, Memphis. 2345 So you guys have been great. We really appreciate uh, all the support tonight. Yeah, all the a lot of a lot of Taurus. twitchers out there tonight. Yeah. So if you have uh, watch that you know <laughs> All right, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, so if you haven't watched our show um <laughs> before, um what we do, we have a final thought. Our final thought could be about anything. It doesn't necessarily have to cover sports. It doesn't need to be sports-related. Uh, just something we might be feeling or, or want to get off our chest. Um, last week, you went first, Ron, so I'm up first this week. So my final thought is just on these COVID cases. So we've seen it uh, recently with the delay with the New York Yankees-Boston Red Sox series with six players on the Yankees testing positive. But I also look at Bradley Beal, whose dream was to play on the Olympics and play for our country, and he's unable to do that. The Fury Wilder fight that got postponed till now October because um, I believe Fury tested positive for COVID. As much as a country, as much as a, 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 the world, we want to believe that we're starting to come to the end of this crisis and this, this pandemic, it's still evident that it's still there. Um, it's still affecting the sports world. It's still affecting us as as just human beings in general. So I hope everyone stays safe. I hope we still continue to try to make sure that uh, you know we're staying as safe as possible because it's just a shame that we may have to relive what we had to relive in 2020 if it continues to grow. And I, I know for a fact as a sports fan, it was probably the hardest three to four months where just not having any sports at all. And, you know, now not seeing any fans in the Olympics is it's just another thing that just keeps reminding us that it's still there and we need to be cautious. So people stay, let's stay safe. Let's continue to try to make sure that we're, we're following some of those, you know, COVID protocols so that this doesn't get worse again and we can get better and heal as a nation and a country and a world. So that's my final thought. Excellent point. Uh, that that was spot on, Eric. Spot on. It is such a dangerous time because a lot of people just aren't even acknowledging that it exists anymore. And that is sorely mistaken. Um, first, I want to give a shout out to all those Twitch guys and Dan, of course. Um, I'm going to make a post. I'm going to, you know, make a post after the show of all the people that participated in the, uh, the chat today. Um, but my final thought goes out to Richard Sherman. What are you thinking, Richard? Uh, you have the world in the palm of your hand, and you do what happened the other night. It's like it's mind-boggling how every year we go through the same thing, the same thing every year. And it's booze. These guys control themselves when they go out. And always, always a player every year that does the same thing. You know, drunk, disorderly conduct, 
resisting arrest. You know, he, you know, broke in, like broke the door down of his ex's parents or whoever it was. But it's always the same thing. And it's just a different name. What has to be done is these players need to go through some sort of some sort of protocol, you know, that they have to be accountable and there has to be an absolute you get in trouble for for this, the kind of thing, you know, domestic violence. There has to be, you know, consequences that exist. These fake ones where you get suspended for a couple of games and you just sign a big multi-million dollar contract i think that it has to hit their wallet it has to hit wallet so when you get charged and convicted especially of any kind of domestic or or drug abuse or alcohol abuse there should be a cap on what you can sign for after that that i think needs to be put in place and there needs to be stiffer penalties. And it's not just football. It's all sports. A lot of sports just cover it up better. <laughs> NFL players yeah. are out there. So, you know, like Rob Gronkowski he used to go out all the time. He has party parties. Parties better than any. But he conducts himself the right way. Why can't these other players do that? And it's, it's just the same every year. No, that's great it. point, Ron. Um, I and and I don't I don't mean to put you on the spot, but do you uh, recall um, the tragedy with the goaltender? I just wanted to mention that. Was it from Nashville? Uh, you know, I would do. I was going to do my my foot on that, but I wasn't sure on all of the details. Um, it's such a tragic, and I might do a little write up for um for the the site. Maybe we. You know, we can get some information and get because I don't want to give false information, yeah. so I didn't want to do that. No, <laughs> no, okay, all right. Um, yeah, so, um, once again, we want to thank you for joining us live on Rhode Island, Rhode Island Broadcasting, uh, Twitch, YouTube, uh, Facebook. Uh, guys, fans have been great tonight. Uh, we'd love to see the support. Make sure you follow those sites, you know, follow us on, on Sports Unfolded. Um, follow us on Broadcasting RI, uh, just helps us give out, provide information so that we can uh, make sure that we get what the fans want. Post a lot of uh, Facebook polls, Twitter polls, just to give us something to talk about, uh, what the fans want to want to talk about. So, uh, great show tonight, Ron. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate the time. As usual, um, I won the face off, I won the pick and roll. No, I don't know why nope. you keep doing this every week to yourself. But uh, fans out there, thank you so much. (laughs) Ron, have a great night. Fans out there, you have a great night. Appreciate all the uh, support. Take care, everybody. Take care.